Hey guys, John Richards, A Cut Above Horror Review, episode number 15, ready to go. We are keeping it with Halloween season. It's Hydroburg's pick this week, and we are talking about a movie from 2015, and we're keeping that theme of found footage movies, Hell House LLC. Does it live up to the Blair Witch Project? I think we all love that movie, but maybe this one doesn't. I don't know. Give it a listen. Find out. And find out how demonic we can be. Happy Halloween. It starts now. Cut my life into pieces. Good evening and welcome to a Cut Above Horror Review, a podcast where we review all things horror. I'm your host, Jacqueline, and tonight we will be reviewing Hell House LLC. From 2015. This is Hyderberg's pick for Halloween month. So let's say hello to Hyderberg. Good evening, Hyderberg. What's up? What's up, guys? Wow. Oh, was that your spooky laugh? That was my spooky laugh. I'm scared. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, thumbs down, John? Yes. yes I guess he didn't like it. I guess he didn't like it. Well, then let's get to John. Johnny, how you doing tonight? What's going on, ladies and gents? Good to have you back online here. Um, yeah, everything's been going great. We had a had a great weekend, great week. And uh, how about you, Jacqueline? How you doing? I, I I know we had a little issue yesterday. Yeah, thanks for being flexible <laughs> with me, guys. Uh, we didn't record on our usual day uh, yesterday because I have a sick kid in the house, and uh, invariably the others are going to get sick too. But um, so yesterday and last night were a little chaotic, but things are somewhat better today. So thanks for asking. There's less Whoa. barf today. So you know, right? he said his head started spinning and he was puking all over the place. I know it was crazy. I don't know. I, I might crap. have to get a priest up in here. Is, is that why you got the uh, shoes there, Hyderberg? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the Lord who compels you. <laughs> Absolutely. Are you going to exercise the demon? I'm going to. Hey, you know, you know, we certainly didn't mention last week, Jacqueline, and I, I completely flaked on it, but you you actually created a spooky season playlist or something like that. Oh, yeah, I did. So That's this is a tradition that. of mine. This is uh, kind of a 10 year anniversary for me. Okay. Um, in, in 2011, I started making a semi annual, no, biannual, semi is every half a year, biannual mm-hmm. is every two years, um, Halloween playlist. So every odd numbered year, I make a uh, special Halloween playlist. It's not cutesy monster mash type Halloween stuff. It's more like dark adult, not safe for work kind of stuff. So I finished that recently. So that is available. And if folks would like to have it, I will post links to the uh, Spotify and Apple Music. Absolutely. um, playlist so that any of our followers who want to check it out and have a little playlist for Halloween can do so. So I'll post that tonight. Like like getting a mixtape from Jacqueline. (laughs) It is. And you know, like I still, even though everything's digital now and you know, most people don't want CDs or anything anymore. I still keep it to 80 minutes or under. So I feel like if it's too long, then it kind of just becomes background noise and you don't really like appreciate the the actual songs. It just kind of like goes to the back of your mind. So I keep it to where it could fit on a CD if I had to, just to keep it a, like a manageable length. It seems to me okay. that if you had a smaller gathering of adults having a Halloween party, this would be the perfect quintessential thing to have on your Spotify or iTunes. Exactly. So that's actually how this started was um, 10 years ago. You know, I was a young, I was in my 20s 
and I had a house for the first time and the house was actually, this is actually kind of a cool story. It was in the woods and um, you had to like, you had to drive down the driveway, which went through the woods That's awesome. to get to the house. And so it was a perfect spot for a Halloween party and I would decorate the shit out of it. So 2011 was the first year that I threw a big Halloween party for all my friends. And I made this playlist to, to, you know, be the, the music for the party. And uh, there wasn't enough room at the house for all of our guests to park. So I made them park at the beginning of the driveway before the woods. And I had a bin of flashlights by the fence. And so everybody would have to park their cars, grab a flashlight and walk through the woods to get to the house. And that was like maybe my favorite part. And I would hang like bodies and shit from the branches. So love that. That is fantastic. That is <laughs> that fantastic. awesome. Yeah. It was awesome. I wish I knew you guys then. <laughs> that like totally worked in your favor. That was a great idea putting those flashlights out. It did. Yeah. So that worked out. Yeah. But um, so I, I do it every other year because just I run out of material if I try to do it every year. So every odd numbered year, you get a new playlist from Jacqueline. Well, look at you now. You're the host of a your very own podcast. So you got two dumbasses with you. Good Lord. <laughs> it was all leading to this. <laughs> I'm looking behind me. Where's the dumbass? Oh, it's me. No dumbass. No, you guys are not. No, no. You guys are quality. High quality. Nice. I'm a dumbass. All right. <laughs> you, you guys ready for some horror movie news? I am dying yeah. to hear it. We've got a little bit, not a whole lot going on this week, but uh, I'm very excited about this. They're releasing another live action version of Resident Evil. It's called Resident Evil. Uh, Welcome to Raccoon City. This to me, I don't know if you've guys seen the trailer and I do want to put it up I on did. our Facebook page. Uh, it follows the video game a lot more a than lot. the Paul, Paul W.S. Anderson movie mm-hmm. with Mila Jovovich. Uh, yeah. This looks really good. It's got Jill Valentine. It's got Leon Kennedy, but like in that role that uh, Jacqueline, I don't know if you ever played the Resident Evils on Playstations or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm um, not a gamer. Yeah, and I was I, I, I was back in the day, but like like for me, this was really you know, it was it was fun to do because of being a horror movie fan. Uh, mm-hmm. But this really does follow the storylines, or it looks like it does the storylines of the video games. Rather it looks like than it blends the first one and the second one together, because you it see does. Like, the city, Absol- you see that that trailer, the uh, tractor trailer crash. Yeah, the gas tra- trailer, and then you see the mansion too later on. Chris yep. Redfield's in it. Yeah, it looks good. Yeah, it actually really does. So I, I want to put that up on Facebook. That's coming out into theaters November twenty fourth. Oh wow, uh, it's fi- coming up. Yeah, uh, finally releasing some stills from the latest uh, Scream movie, Scream 5. It looks okay. I mean, not a whole lot of action scenes, but they did show ghost face, and it's more of an elongated mask. So, like, the chin comes down a lot more. Gotten some work done since we saw him. Time time is passing, and it marches across all of our faces. So, you know, there's no shame in getting a little work done, Hyderberg. You know, and going to being in Hollywood, you got to get that plastic surgery. I know I'm two hours after that. Plastic (laughs) surgery. And uh, if you miss the Candyman reboot, it is coming to uh, Blu-ray and 4K November 16th. So you don't have to wait very long for that either. And that's all I got. That's good news. That's all good news. You know, I I haven't actually seen that Scream trailer. And, you know, some people are dubious about it, but I don't give a shit what the trailer looks like. I don't give a shit what Ghostface looks like. I cannot wait to see it. 
Yeah, I, I, I didn't. It didn't take away my excitement for seeing the movie. It was just more stills of the movie or the characters, actually, because you do have Courtney Cox in there, David Arquette and Nev Campbell or, you know, obviously the recurring characters of the previous four movies. So they're all in there in these. Stills. I, I think I think yeah. the mask of, of Ghostface just looks a little different. So that's mm-hmm. that's all they had. And they had a poster of it. So. Cool. I was really surprised when they cast Ghostface Killer from the Wu Tang Clan to star in it. <laughs> <laughs> and he and he's the protagonist. Slicing, dicing. We're gonna get his origin story and his you know family trauma. Exactly. Yeah. Jason oh, uh, Voorhees. Jason Rob Voorhees. Zombie. Rob Zombie is gonna tell us all about Ghostface's uh, rough childhood. <laughs> We're not doing that. We're not doing yeah. that. I'm just kidding. Mm-hmm. Can I just plug something real quick? I yeah. don't have to go too much, but I, I watched, I uh, binged uh, Midnight Mass this week, and uh-huh. uh, I recommend it if you like uh, Flanagan or any of his work. It's Hell good. yeah. Who doesn't love cast. Haunting of Hill House? Come on. I know. Nobody I know. My manner I was not the biggest fan of, but it, it has, it's good. But this, uh, I thought this was pretty good, man. How many pretty episodes good. is it? I haven't, I haven't gotten to it yet. It's uh, on my list. I think it's but... seven. That's not so bad. That's pretty. It's not too bad. It moves at a decent pace too. I I know. I know. Joe Bob had something this past weekend. What movies did he show? Because I didn't get a chance to watch it. I was too. He showed Angel and um, what was the second one? I don't know. I I had to go to bed. Uh, The second one, I bailed a little early on it. I had seen it. (laughs) Was it Terror Train? I think it was Terror Train. Yeah, Terror Train. That's right. Yeah, Terror Train's pretty good actually. I haven't seen it, so I kind of wish that they had done that one first. Not bad. Jamie Lee Curtis is in it. So, yeah, I, w- I was bummed I missed it because David Gordon Green and uh, Jason Blum were on it. So I, w- yeah, I-, I was kind of bummed I missed that. It was pretty cool. And we had a really good time in the Slack. <laughs> I mean, with the Slack crew. Okay. Straight yeah. chilling, guys, mm-hmm. in the Zoom. Uh, there were a lot of fun chats. We had some good times making fun of the movies and making fun of each other. That's I'm always fun. Before yeah. I even joined the Slack for Straight Chillin', I was... I was coming to the Joe Bob Zoom parties and chatting oh, really? with everybody there. And that's how I started chatting with you guys. It was probably like a month or two before I was like, oh, maybe I should get on the Slack. <laughs> um, and so, uh, yeah, that I always look forward to that. That's, that's how I got to know some of you guys from the get go was um, chatting on the Zoom calls during Joe Bob. That's what it was. Yeah. Absolutely. That's where I first talked that's to both true. of you guys, actually. Uh-huh. Come yeah. think of it. That's where I talked to both of you guys. Yep. It's where me and John learned our, our mutual love of avocados. Avocados are wonderful. Ew. They, are. they are God's fruit. Come on. <laughs> I'm going to refrain from comments. Oh. Anyway, <laughs> so Hyderberg, yeah. you chose tonight's movie, Hellhouse yes, LLC. Would you like to share with us why you chose this particular film for us to watch? Well, we are celebrating spooky season and Halloween, and this is... This is a haunt movie. It's about a, a haunt and a group of friends putting together a haunt and it it goes south and it's really good. It's a, it's a good time. Uh, it's found footage, you know, so I felt like it went well with uh, our, it paired well with the Blair Witch from last week. Yeah. yeah and sure. um, it's, a, it, you know, it's a light movie. You know, it's not, you don't get too into it. You know, you sit back and watch it and it's fun. Yeah. It's not like a depressing, like, no, doom it's not super film, heavy. Like- yeah, it doesn't make you feel like existential dread. And I just feel like it nails that autumn sort of uh, Halloween vibe for the most part, you know? Yeah, def- I mean, it's very specific to this time of year. So, um, yeah, I was all for it. And you will not catch any complaints from me for two found footage movies in a row. I love them. So, nah. well, thanks for picking this, Hyderberg. Um, before we 
do before we do the reach around do you want to save it for now you want to do it now or after the spoiler warning i've learned that sometimes uh, your reach rounds are spoiler warning because i'm going to spoil a couple of things in it so. okay cool. okay so, so here first is let's Here's your spoiler alert. We're going to talk about Hell House LLC from 2015 in its entirety, if you have not seen this movie. Very easy to find on a lot of streaming services. Pause the podcast. Go watch it. Come back to the podcast to find out what we thought about it. Go, Jack. We watched the director's cut, by the way. I yes, did. It was the director's cut, which I believe is eight minutes longer. Yeah. And I think some of the scenes are, are maybe in slightly different order. Uh, yeah. Before the reach around, should we decide whether it fucks or sucks? Sure. All right. Hyderberg, you want to go first? I will go first. Um, I think, although not a perfect film, I think the things that this movie does well, like the scares and the creepiness and the, the uh, its characters, I think it leans more into fuck territory than suck. Uh, so I'm going to say this one fucks. All right. Solid fuck from Hyderberg. Johnny? Always. <laughs> Give yourself a lot of credit there, buddy. Um, you know, this movie is so rock solid. Um, sorry, pardon the pun. Um, it, it actually, this, this is a really, really good found footage movie. The problem I had with it, and we'll get more into the review, is the ending. The ending to me just kind of felt a little flat. It didn't hit with me, but the movie through most of it was really solid. So this is a, this, this is a pretty solid fuck right here. What about you, Jacqueline? I pretty much agree with a hundred percent of what you guys said. And I feel kind of lame for not being able to add too much, but like you guys said, solid scares ending had some problems. Uh, it's not a perfect movie. I had a few issues with it, but um, overall it gave me that October vibe. Uh, it kind of put me in the mood. Uh, it gave me some, it gave me some scares, like um, some, some of that real creepy feeling. And I always enjoy that. That's kind of what I'm always chasing after. So yeah, solid fuck. Had you because it put you, you in the mood, once, right? Right. It puts me in the mood for a solid fuck. What Hyderberg? Had you seen it before? I had not. This is my first time. Awesome. Yeah. So it's not I was like really your first that, fuck, you know. <laughs> not my first fuck, but my first fuck with Hell House LLC. Sorry. Sorry. So I mean, that's what uh, I meant yeah. to say. Hyderberg, I'm I'm glad that you picked it. Um, I really I am I enjoyed watching it. So. I'm as red as this hat, by by the way. So that was uh, on your blushing. That, that that yeah, that made me blush a little bit. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, Hyderberg, you ready to give us the reach around? Yeah. Okay. Step right up and get in line for an attraction of scares and a really good time where actors try to remember their lines amongst demonic pantomimes, dressed as clowns and other scary things. What happened here was real, and that's the thing. Day to enter, there's no escape. Cultists in masks and draped in capes. The moment you entered, you caught a smell. It was then that you entered hell, a house so evil and filled with dread. Sarah survived till Paul crushed her head. Journalists came to solve the case, but Abaddon made them meet their fates. If blood and gore makes you feel queasy, just have a lie and take it easy. Rest your eyes and drown your sorrows. My, my room in this hotel is yours to borrow. Here's your room key. It's the one Mark II seat. Ooh, <laughs> love that. You, yeah, that was a spoiler right that there. Was spoiler, I, yeah. Absolutely. I'm glad we did it. That was wonderful. Nicely done, though. All right. Always. Oh, I don't want you to know that Paul crushes her head. But... Yeah. I, I, I'll tell you guys, honestly, this movie jump scared me more than a lot of movies have in my most recent past. 
Because yeah. the the thing about a found footage movie is you don't get the score behind it. I, and I think there's a crescendo to a score that that you're expecting it. You're expecting the jumps jump scare because you know what horror movies are, but it actually threw that curveball at you. So to me, that was a really solid that, that those clowns, my goodness, and the dark figures. I, I love I I love that. I I love the the freaky looking clowns. And the dark figures in the back of of scanning past, but I I, I kind of like the, the way the, the director moved back to it. Oh, you missed this. There uh-huh. it is. Things change real quick, subtle things. When you're like, wait, wasn't that over here just a second ago? You thought you saw it, but you know the director actually took that found footage and moved it back yeah. there, and it's like, and I was like, here no, you that's go. A, that's exactly what you saw. Yeah, and I appreciated I, that. I kind of love that. Yeah. Um, there was way too much dialogue in this fucking movie. Oh my god, it was there just is. like some, could, some of it's a little stiff. It is. I mean, and, and these guys, these guys, all these actors had really good chemistry. Don't get me wrong, because the acting was fine. Yeah. There was just way too much dialogue with it because they talked a lot about queens. What did that have to do with the plot? Because they, you know, I couldn't get, I couldn't gather if it was a shit show or if it was very queens successful. Was a shit show. So Queens was supposed to be like their first haunt. They talk about that in like the the um, extra features on the director's cut. Okay, maybe didn't I didn't get that, that far well. into like, that. Yeah, because yeah. after the movie was over. Yeah, but was the movie of... doesn't say that. So obviously, you know, I mean, you're not supposed to really know that. But and it's just basically, I think, I think it's supposed to just solidify that like these people have done it before and they're refining it as they go along, you know, and they have some past yeah. together. Right. Yeah, for but sure. But yeah, it was like a little extra that you didn't really need to. We already saw that they're pretty tight. Yeah, I, and, I mean, there. I think I think we did learn a lot through the dialogue, um, and and not just information we needed to know, such as their experience in creating these haunt, haunted houses, but also just kind of the dynamic amongst them. Like uh, Paul, the guy who's usually behind the camera, they kind of treat him like he's the fuck up, and they don't really believe the things he says, and he's kind of like the goofball character, or at least that's how they treat him. Yeah, and yeah. We see. You know, we 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 get information about Sarah and Alex's relationship, and you know things like that, and just kind of the inner dynamics and the history that they have together. So um, I agree, there is a lot of dialogue, but I think that you know when it's a found footage movie, to make that conceit work, you're sometimes going to have dialogue that isn't exactly yeah. relevant to the plot because it's supposed to just be people talking naturally because that's what you're supposed mm-hmm. to the the footage that you've found. Yeah. So um, I do like how this movie kind of works the found footage aspect, um, like its concept. How they do like the investigation part, the piece with the um, the journalist, and how like you're sort of following her around a little bit, and then you're getting parts of the found footage. You're getting interviews with people about it, and the whole beside like you get that behind the scenes process of like them setting up the haunt, which is pretty interesting too to see all of that. I, I felt that <clears throat> I actually felt that was a little disjointed at times, but I agree yeah. with you. I, I I thought the way they segmented it was w- was fine. You know yeah. that it was like a documentary, but this is the this is the footage that we caught of this. You know, and you mm-hmm. have experts or or um, um, you know journalists or a psychologist that that would chime in like every 15, 20 minutes of the movie, where it's just like, oh well, you know, Alex was just so adamant about this or whatever yeah. um i i liked it at times i'm i'm kind of a sucker for that i don't know if you've ever seen a like a new movie called atrium or atrium it was 
it was like that, but the whole beginning of the movie was setting up for the movie. I did like the way they segmented it through. It felt a little disjointed at times, but it came together for me at the end. But again, you know, for me, the end was kind of the weakest part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I agree like- with you. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. I was going to no, say, I, I agree with you both, actually. I agree that it was a little, like, I'd become really engaged with the, the, the footage that they themselves shot in setting up the house. And then it would switch to the, journalist guy or whatever yeah. and I, it would kind of surprise me a little for a second and be like oh okay we're here now because I was like really sort of almost entranced sometimes by the, the previous thing I was seeing and then it's like oh now it's something else um but I that didn't bother me really because I feel that the way it played out it felt like a one hour or two hour documentary special that might air on Dateline or something where they've taken these different sources and pieced them together in a way that tells the story you know what yeah, i mean yeah. like uh like up until this part here's all the tapes and then okay the journalist had something relevant to say about this part so let's hear what he said and then go back to the tapes and see how that plays out and so it's kind of like you know a little bit of in and out back and forth and but it pieces the story together and so yeah i felt that it, it served to create a cohesive narrative more or less I kind of like, too, how, like, in the beginning, they give you, like, a glimpse at what happens in the end from the YouTube video, and then Mm -hmm. we go backwards. And so we're sort of, like, speculating, like, what the fuck happened down there? Like, we don't know yet. We're kind of imagining it, and then they lead us into the basement eventually. I'm I'm in agreement. I'm always a sucker for that, where you kind of see kind of see what happens at the end at the beginning of the movie and then you see yeah. exactly what happens yeah and then it's like yeah. two months earlier yeah, yeah so whatever. so and and you uh you talked about you know why you picked this movie obviously it's a halloween themed movie or around halloween but i i kind of love the way it was two months out you know when mm-hmm. they started in august and they're going to this location and they're bickering among themselves to get this yeah. house ready. And I, I, I love the setup of that. I thought that was perfectly done. Yeah. That, you know, you go into this hotel, you know, nothing about it. It just looks like a rundown hotel. It's creepy looking. It smells like an old sweater. I think Sarah said, and mm-hmm. they go through this place and it, you kind of see the buildup of it. It was like them fixing things up a little bit, put more drywall up and putting decorations around and they're setting up just specifically to have a scare house yeah i love that idea too so did i people would do that you know like quit their jobs for a little while and go do something for a season to like make extra cash exactly i'm assuming they make good money doing this just for a a couple months you know well and you felt the character builds between these people that they had been together for a few years and that they have done this multiple times and then yeah you know now they're going to uh was it abaddon new york Mm mm-hmm even though specifically, which was a music movie mistake, it, their license plate said Pennsylvania. Oh, no. It bothered me. Oh, did it? Oh, I didn't yeah. notice. Sure, I didn't yes. notice wow. that. Yes. Details. I, I, I did. I did. Well, maybe wow. one of them's from Pennsylvania? No, they, it was uh, It was on like the Are ambulance or something. Oh, okay. It, it was oh, on yeah. the ambulance in the cop's car. Oh, yeah, I was just like. Yeah. I tell you what, I was kind of stressed out, though, when they first got to the hotel and were kind of looking around to see what they had to work with. It was like mid August and I was stressed out. I was like, that's not enough time to transform this whole place. So I kind of threw out, I kind of had this sense of stress and like, you know, that feeling like when you have a deadline coming up really fast and you know that you have so much to do and you feel like you don't have enough time to do it. That's, I had that feeling kind of all the way throughout. And I, maybe this was me projecting, but I felt as though the characters were under 
a lot mm-hmm. of stress of, of a looming deadline and maybe that heightened some tensions between them. No, I think you're right. I think that's intentional. And that was but, very well played in the movie too, is that, that yeah. because as it got closer, they bickered more. They, they, yeah. they, were, they were more, uh, they were more combative towards each other. You know, yeah. all of them, you know, no, no, no. And they're just yelling at each other. No, we gotta yeah. do this, whatever. And then the spooky stuff starts happening. And they kind of like don't pay attention to it because they think either like they're so busy trying to set everything up and then they they play a lot of pranks on each other. So they yeah. sort of think like, oh, yeah, that, that thing I just saw, that was just like uh, Tony fucking around or whatever. And then like yeah. it turns out things start getting a little bit crazier and crazier. I tell you the one that the one thing that the one that really got me was when first time Paul was d- doing that little, you know, self talk thing into the camera and this tall i mean it, it looked really tall because it was the taller silhouette. than the, yeah it was taller than the freaking door and you know he just Walking turns around and realizes that somebody's there and and not you know not scared at all just kind of like hey man what's Sarah. going on that was yeah, yeah. but we're no. but we're scared watching because we're like that's not sarah yeah <laughs> and you're, you're just like not at all and the red behind it just like silhouetted. Yeah, the red lighting. And it Perfect. was like, like to me that that I I think my first jump scare was the the first time you saw the clown when he's walking through. Um, the he clown, thinks it's Tony. Well, yeah, the clown's just standing there uh, uh, above the uh, basement. Mm-hmm. And then he, and then he he's cuts like, away what, what are you looking at? He looks down in the basement and the clown's and the head looking turned. at him. I went, whoa, okay. That guy. Meanwhile, me. they've described earlier that those heads can't turn. Right. 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 Yeah, they, that, they that, that was twice. the first that was the yeah. first real scare for me, John. I agree with you. But yeah, the, mm-hmm. the figure behind Paul with the red lighting in the background, like that, that was a perfect spot where I was really glad that there was no music. Uh, I think that was a great moment to just happen in like silence with no cues that like, OK, be scared yeah. now. Yeah. yeah. And he's just talking and about like whatever nonsense he's talking. And meanwhile, we're aware while well, he's unaware that there's and, something and back there. Yeah, for me, like the one thing I really, really enjoyed was that there there wasn't this urge to put any kind of music behind it. That it was just this is the the raw footage of what happened mm-hmm. because yeah. because you do have that crescendo of you know okay you get the you get the big boom and then the scare or the scare right at the big boom there was none of that. Yeah, and I, I think so I don't love that. I I find things much creepier when there's actually silence. Yeah, um, like yeah. I find. I mean, with with a few rare exceptions, I find like scary jump scare music to be distracting mm-hmm. and le- and not realistic. Whereas something that just kind of creeps up behind a character in a movie that gives me that feeling of like when I'm the last one awake in the house and everybody yeah. else is asleep and I'm like afraid to open the pantry door or the closet door or whatever, and I'm kind of like. Yeah, because in real life, there's no soundtrack. It just exactly. It's like if, if something were to happen, it, if something were to happen in real life, there's no yeah. like string orchestra that's gonna like play a little sting to get you. It's just gonna happen in silence. Yeah. You know. The only time I like a sting is I feel like when they use it to misdirect you. They try to sting you, and then they they do it after the sting, and you're like, oh, there's no scare, and then you kind of you, you let your guard down, and then they get you. But that's still yeah. You know, but that's because that's become super common now too. Exactly. So that's almost yeah. it's it's own. It's yeah. almost as played out as what it was misdirecting you from in the first place. I think right. they do a good job of so, like slowly ramping up the creepiness and the spooky stuff going on. I it's agree. not just right in your face right as soon as you get in the in the hotel. This movie just felt like a total homage to to Blair Witch. 
I mean, yeah, like, like I the, the, the running through. God, but I just I kind of loved the shots. I mean, like like again, like you know, we had talked about the, the the first figure you see is actually this this dark shadow, tall dark shadow figure as Paul's walking through, just kind of looking at the rooms and stuff like that. And then it goes back to this. The other one that really, re- I really enjoyed was when he had the, uh, what do they call it? GoPro on his head. Oh and man. They're, they're trying they're out the, yeah, out. they're trying out the room with, with the uh, flashing lights, the strobe lights. Strobes. And then all of a sudden, Hey, hey how many freaking, how many freaks do we have there's down three. here? Oh, we have three. And then there's four. What? No, there's four. And then they show it and again, and you closer. see the guy's face just standing there, and you're just like, that was rad. And then it blinks, and then he's over here, like he's yep. getting slowly yeah. closer. Yeah, oh my God. bugging out. Well, oh. that face, that extra face, I that looked like the face that we saw in the, the Google Street image. How awesome was that? The, the figure standing up there, but they yeah. said that it looked like That's Alex. Supposed to be Alex. Like, that doesn't look like Alex. No. It looks the, like that, that creepy guy. Right. So, I forgot I the details, but the Google Street image was you could see him after the events of the hotel or before 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 as if the spirit was like there already or connected to it yeah that's that's like it was there already it said before well but so it was unclear because it said before they opened in october but right. they were there as early as august so i don't know if it was before they or went after back august. and redid that image like yeah. tried to take street views again google and they kept getting his image on yeah there. So I, it wasn't, but that, that didn't look like Alex. I think it was one of the ghosty, scary people. Maybe. So that kind of, so that kind of brings me to my main issue with this movie, which may not be an issue with the movie. It may be an issue with me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so to be honest with you guys, I was a little confused about some things and I'd like to hear y'all's take on, on a couple of questions I have to maybe clarify for me. <laughs> I hope you don't think I'm dumb, but like, I still don't, fully understand what the like hooded figures Lord. were or like what <laughs> actually happened like i don't know so, if there's anything supernatural actually going on here or if like all the people it. appearing were actual human beings who were just also occupying this place yeah. while the that's one of my concerns too but okay. but none of us can answer that jacqueline i think you hit the nail on the head what are they? Because they did explain in the movie that what Amadon is. It, it yeah. was a biblical like term for a, yeah. a, 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 a demonic gateway gatekeeper. Yeah. Okay. And then so, so I, I get Tully. that. I get that. And then we see later in the movie somebody's dragged to hell, which to me yeah. was the stupidest fucking thing in the movie. So that I scene mean, is actually added in. That was not in the original version. That was added good. into the director's Well, and yeah. it sucks that it was in this director's cut because yeah. it was so bad because everything was so practical and everything looked really good. And they maybe maybe digitally put a shadow figure there, but you couldn't really tell. Yeah, in the regular version, like they just they slit her throat and kind of drag her off. And you, that's, yeah. you, that's all you see. Yeah, and, and that's fine. I mean, and that to me is more practical because mm-hmm. it is a found footage movie. So you're not going to edit this in. That looked so fake. The other question yeah. I have, and again, I think to answer your question, Jacqueline, I have no fucking idea. I, I okay. don't know what they were. They, I just they, want to make sure I didn't miss something obvious that everybody else got, and I it went over my head or something. Yeah, I'm not, so it's kind of know. left left up for, left to us to wonder about. I'm not yeah. like positive, but I think I haven't seen them. But I think the sequels go into that more. Mm, like the mm. lore behind because that was one of my things is like i wish there was more that they delved into the lore of the hotel a little bit right so like andrew tully like built the hotel right or like he w- manned it or did he build it 
I don't know he if he built it. He built it okay, because built of the it. name of, of the town. Abaddon, yeah. Right. Right. And so and he, he was leading to me like, like maybe a, he was a devil oh. worshiper or something like yeah. that. People started going missing. He was able to say, you know, oh no, they checked out. And then they started investigating him further and he hung himself or right. hanged himself, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then that was like really it, right? And then the hotel was just yeah. abandoned for a while. Yeah. And so I didn't know if like the Bibles and the pentagrams on the wall and stuff, if those were from back in Andrew Tully's day or yeah, if or those were, were like using currently being used by some kind of cultists who were still occupying the house. The, the only thing they said is it's a hotel and there's Bibles in here. But then, you know, it doesn't explain the upside down crosses and the pentagrams on the walls. Yeah. Right. I assume that maybe people were using it to, like you said, cultists. And maybe those cultists were able to phase in and out of the poor. I don't know. Like, it definitely is a little confusing. Yeah. Okay. And, once, and then, so then another kind of tangent to that is Sarah, we get this big twist at the end about what yeah. really happened to her, which surprised me. But I, I could see, like, the clues leading up to that. that I was like, oh, yeah, okay. Um, but then what I don't fully understand is, like, before she died she had some really weird behaviors and incidents and really like was she being that. possessed but, that's what like, i didn't understand she was like staring at the wall and muttering and, and like rambling backwards yeah and then like staring, staring at, at the, the grave mother. or something yeah staring at the statue of like uh mary yeah oh it was, it was mary okay yeah i think it was mary yeah and it was just like they didn't it seemed weird like was the did the hotel target her and like you said like yeah, it seems like Sarah and like, Paul she's dead specifically. Already. Yeah, it seems yeah. like well, but she's not dead at that point yet. No, not at that point. But later on, the hotel yeah. basically what uses her image to get to lure the journalist back to the. I hotel. think she's like a ghost. Yeah, but that, that, yeah, that's what I got. She's a ghost yeah, because her body because they showed away. the ending of Paul standing right there and crushing her face. And then he cuts his own throat at the I beginning like of the movie. The, at the beginning of the movie, they talked about you know you know, you know one of the uh, one of the workers there yeah. had had uh, a sliced throat, but right. police believed that it, it was self inflicted. So it was like okay, that's where you got that from. But you know, it's Sarah when she was doing her her interview was saying, "Yeah, I got out of the hotel and uh, I just disappeared." So yeah. you, you kind of, you got that vibe. The you one question I have, that. what was the secret? There, there was a secret that uh, the two guys, I, I, I forgot their names and I, I'm sorry about that, but they were Alex talking and about a secret and, and it cut oh, out. Tony. Yeah. Tony think, and the other so guy. What, what that I, I think, think it was, was Alex. You mean? Mac? Yeah. Mac no. and Alex knew the history of the hotel. Right. And didn't but he didn't tell. So and that I, was I, the I secret. Told Mac. Like number one guy. Also but but, but I, I don't understand because. explaining that to Tony. Okay, well, I get that. But Tony wanted to leave. Tony was like so upset by seeing these, you know, but that Paul was messing with him or whatever that night. Yeah, that basement scene was pretty good. It was it was great. I mean, don't get me wrong. It had some really nice jump scares to it. But but the thing was, is it cut. So so what? But if he if, if if Alex knew the history of this hotel, why couldn't they leave? It seemed to me that there was something more to it. Like maybe he spent all the money, all the money was gone. Well, they hadn't done the well, hunt yet. Yeah, I mean, they had to make their, they're going to lose all their, like probably money that they depend on for the year. And they've probably invested a lot of money to right, get the so, location and get ready for and the, he was the one for running the it. Yeah, but so my that's point, his business. And yeah, so he, my point he didn't is, want to jump ship. Yeah, Alex probably did something 
that caused this because because uh what's his name said i can't leave now i can't, if, if you knew the I think, history I of this place just meant, i think they just meant like because they were loyal to him yeah that's how that, i read it but, that journalist kind of talks about how they were like you know mac was like the number one guy they grew up together and then the paul and tony were like the his first hires so like yeah, yeah. i think it was more like a loyalty thing to him oh, but but that's fine but but it, it the way he acted like sitting in that that tall grass like i can't leave now i yeah it, like, I, I know something you mean now. Does, yeah. does that make sense i mean like I, to me it's just i remember having a question mark at that moment yeah, too like it's like, really? like why what was so drastic again if you know the history you know just take your own money and you know call a cab and then because they said they're 40 miles out from the city so right, yeah. if it was something that dramatic you know i to me it, it's got to be so dramatic where you don't have any money that all this money was being spent on this one place you're putting all your eggs in one basket so that's the way i interpreted it or that 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 was the secret yeah no i don't think no, it was the no, history of speech, this john i didn't I, I hadn't remembered that specific moment but when yeah, you described on the, the tall grass, grass i remember thinking that too and i was like well why i mean just is there something else here that we don't but it wasn't super clear like like i i would say this is like let's say i invested into a house and and i said hey guys you know let's put all all our money into one pot you know i'm gonna buy this house we're gonna make a haunted house it's scary as hell if i told you hey guys well this has a history would you say well no okay john we're gonna stick with you and you know it's got it's got my money's trying to I, I understand. I would get the fuck out. Like, let's say you did it, Hydraberg. I'd say, yeah. no, okay, just keep my money. You do this. I guess it depends on how scared you really are. Right. And like, how how deeply in danger do you believe yourself to be? Right. I would be right. more traumatized. I would be more traumatized by if saying, you sank all of our money into this, and this is the only way I'm going to make it back. You told me the history, I'm out. But yeah. you, you spent my money without knowing the history. I would be, I guess it would just... It'd be more of money over mind or whatever. Mm-hmm. So that that's why I thought he was that upset. Mm-hmm. What did you What did you guys think of the scene where Paul gets sort of like I, I don't know if he's possessed or whatever, like when that lady's in his room all of a sudden. <laughs> that jumped me. That jump wall. scared yeah, me turns, big time. Yeah. It's funny because he's so cringe. He's like looking for tricks to bone, yeah. and then finally, like, there's a woman in his room. <laughs> And he, he hides under the fucking covers like he's a kid. That yeah. was see that was silly to me, but like his reaction was perfect because he literally yeah. fell off the bed. But yeah. then he jumped under the like, covers like a little kid. Open it, and she's like closer. But I yeah, I thought that that was for dramatics right there, and I thought it was no, brilliantly it was, it was done. Funny, yeah, yeah, I it thought was it was because he, he kept looking, and now she's looking at him. He looks again right in her face, and then like then he yeah. disappears for like a day or two, or at least a day. Yeah, it's catatonic in the basement. Did you? Did you it notice? It still kind of reminds later? me of Blair Witch. Like, yeah. you know, one of them gets actually taken away and disappears, yeah, right. like and Josh. you don't know how it how it happens or where on earth they actually right. went. Like, they that. just vanished. Um, yeah, exactly. I was kind of it, it wasn't as effective to me because I was already sort of primed to expect yeah. something to be in his room because of that first scene where uh-huh. the shadowy figure is there. So any time that we were in his room with the camera on him, I was always yeah. kind of like. Where is there something yeah. in there? I was I was waiting. I'm assuming for it to that was her. Bit. She was the shadowy figure that he saw that first time. She walked well, in and then walked maybe. out. Maybe I don't know. They, they showed one of the deleted scenes at the end of the movie, and it was the clown. It wasn't the girl, and I thought that would have been. More it had long hair though. I know, but but if they had the clown in there, just sitting there, 
Yeah, that, was, that clown was creepy. That clown was fucked up. Yeah, that clown so was they, that was such a good mask and such good, yeah. you know, uh, good effects with that. But again, that again, maybe this is just something we're supposed to wonder about. But like, was the the clown actually supposed to be a mannequin that is somehow like reanimated? Or yeah. is it is it a human being who is disguising himself as one of their dummies? No, I, I feel like it's their clown that the hotel is able to like manipulate. Because hmm. you know they keep saying, will. "Oh, it's a dummy." Look, and he's like, yeah. patting and on it the was head when and they stuff. do it's that. Like, look, but it looked like a human to me. Like yeah, the like head would jiggle a little it. bit, and I was like, "That's a guy in there. That's not a mummy. I mean, a mummy, a mannequin." You, yeah, yeah. I don't think they notice? hid that. I didn't think they hid that very well, but I think they explained it away that this is a dummy, but. Yeah. You know, why is this dummy getting up on its own? Because they keep feeling it. So I think that was so scary, dude. Yeah. When it's at the like, bottom of the stairs. Oh, so, so that taps into something from my childhood for me. Did any, did either of you guys used to watch the Twilight Zone, the yes. original Twilight Zone series? So my favorite, well, one of my favorite episodes is the one where Anne Francis is trapped alone in a department store after closing and the mannequins mm-hmm. all come to life. Do you guys yeah. ever see that one? I vaguely remember. Long time ago. Long time ago. So so something about that just like really hit. So the idea of like a a dummy or a mannequin that is able to you don't even see it moving. You just see it's in different it has moved when it should not have. And that is Mm -hmm. that's very disturbing to me. Yeah, and this Um, movie does that pretty well. Yeah, that was that was definitely one hundred percent my favorite part of the movie was that clown and all the shenanigans that it got up to. Um, but I did have to kind of ask myself or ask of the movie a few times, like if they're so scared of this fucking thing and they know that it's like moving around when it shouldn't be like, why don't they take the mask off? Like three or four times they were like really freaked out about like, why is it down here? And they were like questioning what would, what was going on with it. And I probably show like back up with the mask on just, again. Yeah. But they could have no, but I mean, take the mask off too, yeah. just to reassure themselves that it's just a dummy. That's yeah, a great right. point. There, there were Several multiple times. They're like, times. oh, somebody's fucking yeah. around. With yeah, this. multiple times they would just shake the head and then, oh, no, it's the dummy. We're good. Okay. Yeah, it's like, if it were like me, and I was like, is this, piano. Yeah. like, is this dummy doing something, like, evil and, like, coming to life? Or is one of my yeah. friends fucking with me? Like, if it were me, I definitely would have, I mean, that would have been a scary thing to be like, I'm going to take the this mask is- off. But, but just to reassure myself, I would have taken the mask off. Mm-hmm. There's a scene where they're looking for Paul and I feel like they go past the piano playing dummy and you see hair out of the back. I think that was Paul with like the mask on, like not him hiding. He's obviously possessed or whatever, but it looked like they went right past him, not realizing it was him because they thought it was a dummy and you see hair coming out of the back of it. And it looks different than it did originally when you see it earlier on when Paul's next to it playing piano. Right. Hmm. More real. What was and it? Was Hector? Like, oh, is His that name cool? was Hector. Like, that's why they couldn't Hector. find him. He was there the whole time. Also, did you notice towards the end when everybody's bugging out and the, the haunt is open and they're running down mm-hmm. towards the basement? There's a scene where you see the door to the basement right next to it in the bar is Paul sitting there like just like like mm-hmm. this. And then like, I did the see that. The, yeah. yeah the, second, then it pans back and you don't see him anymore. The bar the before they get to the basement. Yes, yeah. I know what you're talking. He's right I did in the see corner, that. next to the door, just sitting yep. there. He looks like one of the dummies. Right. And you're like, oh shit, what's he doing out there? Like he's just fucking sitting there. Yeah. 
And then I we get the. That. I didn't catch that the first time I saw the movie. We get the demons, and they drag that woman to hell, which was yeah, you know. And they explain the guy that plays the actor of the clown. What was his name? Joey. 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 He runs out of there like a little. Joe. Joey books. I don't blame him. I, w- I, I don't either. Him a little bitch. I felt so and then, bad. And then he we hung himself. A little bitch. He, he hung himself nine days later. So it's because he's a bitch and he felt bad. He <laughs> yeah. to die. That's judgmental. Jacqueline, if you were if you were chained to the to the uh, the wall, I'd try and save you. Thank you, I appreciate that. <laughs> no, he'd be like Paul. I just want to see yeah, her boobies. <laughs> well, I mean, oh maybe. my god. Anyway, uh, well, now I lost my train of thought. You said All right, you know. sorry, my bad, my bad. No, we were talking. We were like talking about see- the basement. Oh, yeah. I know what I was going to say. So, okay. so we know about how the five you know, owners of the company or the five employees or whatever, they all died. And we know about Joey hanging himself. Mm-hmm. But they said at the beginning that 15 people died. So like, what do we know about like, did do we think that more people in the, more of the yeah. visitors to the haunted house I, just got like dragged might have gotten hell, trampled or, or trampled? Possibly. And they like didn't show scarier. that. I feel like it would be scarier if we knew what happened to the because we only know about a yeah. few of them. We don't know about yeah. all of them. So did they get dragged to hell? Did they get their throats cut? Did they get trampled? It does seem know. too like maybe we're not supposed to know because like the town sort of or like the the authorities they they kind of covered it up. I guess, but it's like they do kind of give us most of the answers at the end or show us stuff yeah. that was attempted to be covered up earlier. So it's like wh- why wouldn't they just tell? I feel like that would True. make it scarier. But, yeah, I agree. I agree. They should. They showed the dragging to hell. <clears throat> they showed everything. You know, I mean, it was just like this was all a mockumentary of all this footage that was captured, even from uh, the gal that was uh, investigating this that talked to uh, Sarah, um, you know, going into the hotel and finding 2C, which we find out at the end that Sarah was actually a ghost that was yeah. out there to bring people here to bring victims to these demonic entities yeah so i I do think that there are some humans i feel like there are some humans there this is just my opinion possibly i think some of those figures must be humans who are still worshiping this like i think there's probably a demon somewhere they pop out Um, of nowhere though but i but i think i don't know but i I think there are humans there at least some of them I actually uh, who are like I, worshiping this thing and sacri- maybe sacrificing people. I kind of got the vibe that some of these dummies, because they said that they, they didn't really explain where they got the 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 you know the 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 dummies from of uh, of part of the the um you know the ambiance of the haunted house is that I thought those were some of the victims of the hotel as you got into the movie. Just because of the way they looked and as uh, as gory as it looked, well, it was fake. Yeah, you might be right because I think what, the hotel anybody it claims, I think it can use them, right. possibly. Like you said, because Sarah comes back, Paul gets possessed. So you might be right. Like the people that have been taken by the hotel become like it's you know fucking. What's like like ornaments? Yo, that would have been so cool if we saw Sarah as a dummy, like yeah. a dummy yeah. version oh, of shit. Sarah. Yeah. That would like have been so that. Yes. Also, speaking of hanging, I like when they when um, Mac and Sarah are like trying to get everybody out of there. And they get mm-hmm. like most of the people out of there, and then the door closes, right? And they're like, "Oh shit, we gotta go a different way. We can't get out this way." They go to the attic, and you see fucking Alex just being hung, like 
by himself and they try to take him down and like bam like that all of a sudden the cultists are everywhere yeah. and they're just like they just zero in on everybody and it's just fucking creepy the lighting was so good for that scene like that just the, the sh- and a lot of the other scenes just like the the contrast between the light and the shadow and there was so yeah. much shadow that it, a lot of i felt like we were constantly trying to like what did i just see what did i just see what's in the shadows over there it's like just really perfect lighting a lot of times um enough to obscure a little bit what what you were looking at yeah well i agree with that too because i i thought some of the repeat scenes were you're actually looking for the shadows in the background when they showed the YouTube, uh, the, because they mentioned it multiple times, you know, the YouTubers actual footage of going in there, I'm looking like the second or third time they showed it, I'm like, what, what am I missing here? And then you do see shadow figures. The, the way that director placed these characters or, or these images was, was actually really brilliant because <clears throat> you see them in the background. Mm-hmm. That you didn't see the first time. You're just like, okay, there's a lot of chaos going on here, but you're getting the backstory of what happened at this hotel. When you see it the second or the third time, you actually see the characters. You see mm-hmm. somebody run by or somebody getting closer or, or or whatever it is. And I thought it was really good. I thought it like, to me, I enjoyed that a lot. I agree with you. And it, it looks like what they would do for like a Dateline special, just to make sure the audience is really getting the things that they should be seeing. Like, we don't want people to miss this. It feels like how they would edit it to make it very clear. Right. You know, it was edited like a documentary. It wasn't edited like a horror movie. That's kind of, the, the, and I kind of love that about it. I mean, because yeah. so it, it really works. It, it was very different and it, it, very enjoyable that, that, that the way they did it. It bothered me sometimes of the cut-ins. Because like mm-hmm. you said, you, you get into this scene and you want to see more of it. But you don't want to get cut off from it. And then all of a sudden, this guy's like, well, let me give you another info dump about this person or what happened. The backstory of the owner of the hotel. And I'm just like, oh, because the owner of the hotel didn't really matter unless unless he was the demonic figure that was going on. But he's he worshiped, you know, he was satanic. He 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 did all these things at the hotel, which made people disappear. So you get the backstory of, OK, so it has a. Uh, a, a troubled past but did he really he open the gateway well okay. i think it i think it is relevant because i i i look at the i mean if these are human beings who like cult followers who are still in this house i guess if we presume that's what it is i feel like these are just the people who came after him like some of the yeah. people that followed him in the beginning who just kind of stuck around and maybe still like invoke his name or something like that but it's like the next generation maybe but or, okay, or even the, that he was just like, the continued generation. Well, let, let, let me say, it wouldn't it have been more interesting? Let, and let's go back to the Google map image, right? Wouldn't it be more interesting if that owner was the face? Him. Not yeah. Alex? yeah, and not Alex. Yeah. Well, I don't think it was Alex. I think that the guy just said it looked like Alex, but uh, it, I don't think it actually is. But, but they Alex. didn't I think Andrew supposed Tully to be. looked like Alex. We never saw his face. Well, you never well, did. Well, we you, saw him you, from behind. He looked like yeah, an you old saw him from behind. He had a bald head, but yeah, he looked like you, an old dude. Yeah, yeah, you saw him hanging. That was it. How much more interesting would that have been? If, that would have been cool. Yeah, that like his yeah, ghost is still there. Like yeah, like, just there, like we the know main cultist guy. Yeah. yeah, like we know this that within the logic of this movie, we're supposed to believe in ghosts. Like we have to accept a ghost. So why couldn't but, Andrew Tully have been a ghost? In this so, so if, but but then Alex, Alex, 
had no part of this. I mean, he just right. wanted to be there. But yeah. in his book, he wrote Amadon, Amadon, like, almost like Jack Torrance did in The Shining, you know, just writing over and over and putting these. Was it his images. book? I thought it was Sarah's book. No, it was his. How do we know that? I don't know. They were dating, so who knows who's it is. Because I it was Sarah's book. No, he was he was holding on to it. He's like, I just write my ideas in here. And you saw him like in a oh. couple of scenes later of him. You know, that, holding that does that make book. sense. Because hmm. later on opening night, when he gives like his speech, yeah. he looks like sort of like exhausted uh-huh. and he looks out of it. And he doesn't even sound like he really believes his own speech at the time. He's sort of just going through the motions. And you can see like bags under his eyes. And I know like putting the hunt together probably would be exhausting. But it did seem like maybe something else was going on, too. Well, and he was also adamant that, no, Paul's sick. Paul's sick. Don't worry about him. Yeah, no, well, no, he's just under the weather. Don't worry about him. No, well, we're going to so, do this. So the character of Alex, I really, again, with the Blair Witch parallels, I really saw him as the Heather character mm-hmm. who had a vision and a goal yep. and was so driven to reach this goal that he was willing to ignore and block out all the warning signs, all the world, all the warning signs, all the circumstances that were screaming, this is not right. All the concerns of his cohorts, he was willing to jeopardize relationships with his friends uh, in pursuit of this, this single goal that he had in mind. And so I felt like everything came second to that. And it's like, just get the haunt open and make it successful. And all this shit that's happening, this is just not real, or like you guys are you know, just overstressed or whatever. And we're gonna plow forward. We're gonna plow forward no matter what, just like Heather. What would have been interesting was uh, John. You had mentioned like instead of Sarah being the one who was like staring at walls, what if it was Alex and like like Andrew Tully was like taking him over, right, and then leading everybody into the basement into their deaths. Or, or to be taken by demons or whatever it was like that would have been more interesting than the thread that they did with Sarah. It would have made kind of more like that sense. was why he was so driven, yeah. like and why like he was so driven. Sort of like just something was driving him to like bring. Why is ignoring the warning signs even more? But no, you know, I think that's actually a good idea, and I and I wonder if the answer isn't just that like she's female. Um, yeah, I think there's hmm. something people there's something about people seeing like a woman who's possessed and taken over. Right, right. Yeah. And and I get that. And and if she would if she would have played a more integral part of what was demonic about this house, yeah, they- it would have made this movie that much better, but they didn't. The thing was is they made her a ghost at the end of the movie to draw more people in so the house could have more victims, apparently. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that? What? what? But, like, how do you feel about her being a ghost at the end? Were you like was that a I, good t- turn in the plot for you or were, did you feel cheated or what? I felt totally cheated. I felt totally cheated by this because the thing was, right. is Paul killed her. Paul killed her. And then she got dragged off by something. Paul killed himself. Yeah. And then, and then it's like, 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 what was the point? What is the point of her looking at a wall talking backwards? And it would have been so much more interesting if, if like she was a relative of, of yeah, yeah. the well, owner. She looked like, someone that used to yeah exactly they brought that up well, he though did like see when it in like a broken plate yeah it's like, it's like oh that, like that that looks like you sarah oh yeah maybe it's your grandmother yeah it was like a regular woman though but that was not like played up and it did not actually look like her so yeah, no. but, but there that, was didn't, nothing... that didn't work how it might have if they had like really focused on that right and there was nothing more said about that i mean right. but but she had no part of you know the history of the hotel she got taken away 
You didn't see her again. You saw her like dying, choking on her own blood. You saw Paul cut his own throat with a piece of glass. And you hear and, something and, drag her off, and it sounds like a, like demonic or something. Like well, and it could have been, but but heavy breathing. It's, but it's not. Yeah, it's it, not explained. Yeah, it's not. I mean, she was a ghost to. Do it the is video. a little weird. Yeah, I don't know. I That's do like I the whole idea of like the journalist going there and then like the other guy staying behind to finish looking at the footage and then he finds out that she died, right? And then he calls yeah. the journalist and she's like, well, I'll, you know. I'll no, they ignore back. the call. They ignore the I call. I sort of like that, but yeah, you're it right. Did. It, it still did. felt a little bit uh, unfinished, like an idea that they were going with and then they sort of, oh, how do we finish this movie? Mm-hmm. I, I, we'll go to room 2C. So yeah, exactly. So yeah. so they explain that away without even mentioning it or like the, not even a thought about it. It's like, OK, hey, listen, um, we're going to go to this house or we're going out of town right now. The the interviewer, um, Sarah Hovel, is, it, is that your same mm-hmm. name? Hovel. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, she's in 2C. Uh, if she if she gets a hold of us, let us know or let her know. We'll be right we back. We don't have a 2C. Oh, really? OK, well, maybe. Oh, we don't even have a Sarah Hobble here. Okay, never mind. We're going to go. And then we're still going to go to the house that she just told us to go to. (laughs) Yeah, we're just going to this house, you know, check it out. And, you know, oh, my God, there's two C in this hotel. That reminds me of It felt a little too, like, you know, urban legendy. Yeah, it did. It did. That reminds me of the scene earlier when when Paul, he wakes up and he's like, I just heard a noise. I'm going to go investigate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought that was funny. I like that. I was like, did he say that on purpose? Because that's what you do in horror movies. I thought he was. That's exactly what I thought it was. I thought it was him being silly. You know, the the one thing I like outside. I must go investigate. The one thing I liked about that though is you did not hear the. You didn't hear it. He got it like his camera wasn't automatically on. No, it wasn't. Right. It was like I heard heard this noise. I got to investigate. Yeah, you're right. You know, it's it. You know, it's that cliche of every horror movie. Let's go investigate. And then everybody else was like rubbing their eyes because that's what you do when you wake up, right? You just always rub. Oh your yeah, eyes. I heard like, it oh, too. No, you up. woke me up, man. What are you doing? Oh man, did you hear that noise? Yeah, a little cheesy acting. Yeah, throughout, I would say, and like the dude with the handlebar mustache, his acting was like a little cringy. Oh, he was like the psychologist guy. I don't know what he was, but he was I, like, <laughs> I could have played a little too much like a character. Yeah, what's that guy's name? Like sniper. Alex was the main guy in the group, and then the rest of the guys were like his friends and stuff. (laughs) (laughs) I think you guys should grow mustaches like that. I'm never going to grow a mustache. Nope, no mustache for me. I don't have enough character to have a mustache like that. I don't think that's true. I am a character. I think you could pull it off. I don't have enough confidence to grow a mustache. I like like stroking my beard. That works. That works for you. That works for me. Because he'd be stroking. (laughs) Oh... He well, any other po- uh, points we should talk about before we wrap this up? I think we covered it all. All right. Well, Hyderberg, this is your pick. You want to give us your final review? I mean, your uh, rating? Yeah, sure. All right. I think uh, as far as my pros, I think the cast, they're, they're all pretty well cast. Uh, the banter between all of them is pretty believable. For the most part, you feel like this is a real group that's had some past together and they've done this before. Um. The atmosphere, I think, is really good as far as the hotel, like the Abaddon. It's super creepy. And I'm just a sucker for like 
abandoned building, hotel, spooky mansions. Like that just, those settings, I don't know. I know they're cliche, but they, I love them. Like they're just cool. Um, I like the, even though like the found footage subgenre like has a lot of titles, I think this one is original enough in its concept that it stands out, you know, for the most part. Like the whole haunt theme is cool. Uh, the investigative reporter being interjected in it, uh, just uh, it, it makes it a little bit different than other found footage films for the most part. I thought the ending, it lands for the most part, uh, showing Sarah and Paul dying. I thought that was pretty effective. Um, the luring of the journalist into the room, it was a cool idea, but it wasn't done, you know, exactly. It didn't land, you know, 100%. Uh, some of the camera work is herky-jerky as far as cons. I know that's like typical of found footage, but still, it's just sort of annoying sometimes when you want to see what's going on. And I, I hate when they do this, like, when cameras move fast, that's fine, but then you get, like, all that, like, static and stuff like that i guess that's maybe like evil presence that's what's doing it but it always bothers me the history behind the, behind the hotel i thought and andrew tully i thought that could have been delved into a little bit deeper i would have liked to hear a little bit more about that even if like that weird handlebar mustache guy talked about it a little bit more i still would have liked to hear about it um the acting we said feels a little forced sometimes and uh the threat of sarah bugging out you know with talking to the walls and stuff like that. It just felt like an incomplete idea. You know, it felt like they were trying to go somewhere. And I don't know if they, they cut it because of budget constraints or time or whatever, but it just felt like they were going someplace with it and then they stopped mm-hmm. and we never got any explanation. So uh, with that said, I'm going to give Hell House a 6.5 out of 10 haunts. All right. Sounds like good. I like John, it. what do you think? I'm going to start with the negative. Uh, I thought, I thought Sarah could have been the best character of the movie, but they so misused her in this entire movie. Um, <sighs> actually, it was very predictable that she was going to be some sort of entity at the mm. beginning of the movie, the way she acted. I, I, I get a woman traumatized by by this, this tragedy, this trauma that happened to her, but she was so... Um, I guess the director didn't really give her a, a, a guard to not talk about this or, or refrain from things uh, later in the movie. It's like, Oh, I got to take a break. I got to go take a rest. You can come see me in the room to see. Okay. So, you know, something's up with that. And you know, something up was up with her at the very beginning when she brings a bag of tapes and puts it on the table. So to me, Sarah could have been, the biggest part of this movie. I, I wanted her to be the, the antagonist. Or I wanted her to be the protagonist and become the antagonist. I wanted her to be the demon. I wanted her to, to, you know, draw people in or whatever it was, or have her have some sort of tie to this hotel. Um, yeah. The acting was okay. Um, you did feel, you did feel the tension between these friends of, of being under pressure. And Jacqueline, you brought it up too, is that, that when you're under a deadline, you're going to feel this pressure. You're going to be like a really, we have to get this done. Stop bitching and moaning, get to work, mm-hmm. put the camera down, do this, do that. And that was great. I mean, I thought that was fine. Um, the jump scares got me so well, but man, the ending was just, and and Heidelberg, you said that they didn't really want to put that in there, where where that gal that that was strung up. Uh, yeah, that's one of the, added into the director. Yeah, stuff. yeah, the act the actors 
getting dragged to hell. Oh, yeah. come on, man. I mean, you can, you can interpret that. Um, it was just, God, it was, it, it, it bummed me out. But overall, this movie was rock solid. I, it, this is not a movie you want to watch in the dark by yourself. If you have never seen this movie, it'll scare the piss out of you, you know, and we're horror movie fans. Um, what was our, what's our basis off of? Haunts. Haunts. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go a little higher than you, Hydroberg, because I, I think people do need to see this movie. I, I, I like the structure of, of it being like a Dateline or a 2020 or whatever it is, you know, that structuring of seeing the found footage. I'm going to go seven out of 10 haunts for this movie. Nice. What about you, Jacqueline? Uh, yeah, I, th- I think I'm going to land pretty close to you guys. Um, like you, I really dug the atmosphere and I think the setting of this being in a haunted house attraction is so perfect because it gives you a lot of opportunities to scare, to, to explain away scary happenings. Mm-hmm. You know, like scary things happen to them, but of course they're in a haunted house that they're building. So it's like, oh, that's just a dummy or that's just this or, you know, oh, you're just getting spooked by the house or whatever. Um, so it gives you, it allows things to happen that you wouldn't ordinarily be able to explain away. And so that allows things to progress and continue and keep seeing these things happening. Um, I agree that I, the chemistry between the actors was pretty good for the most part. I liked the banter. For the most part, it was good. There were moments where the acting felt like acting and that took yeah. me out of it. And I, I became disengaged for a few moments. Uh, and that happened periodically with different characters. But yeah, for the most part, it was all right. I, I definitely got some serious scares, mainly from the clown. That clown yeah. with the mask Clowns and the way scary. that it just appeared and was silently standing there in places where it should not be. And then two seconds later, the head was in a different direction. That really, That was like one of the most unsettling things I've seen in a horror movie in a long time. So I really appreciated that. And that alone gives it major points. Um, the shadowy figures appearing and, and moving around. I like that too. Um, but that clown really got me the, the, between the mask and the way it appeared. It was just standing there looking down the stairs. That just really worked. That was stellar. Whoever came up with that idea, bravo. Um, my, my main problem, I mean, I feel like after all this discussion we just did, the bottom line is we don't really know anything. <laughs> like, yeah, there's no cohesive story. <laughs> like we came up with a lot of, well, maybe it's this, maybe it's that. I don't know. It could be, maybe not. Um, I feel like there's too many things going on, a few too many cooks in the kitchen, like the clown and the shadowy figures and the owner who hanged himself and the dis- disappearing people and Sarah's possessed and then and then Sarah's a ghost. And it's like a lot of things that it feels like a lot happening and it doesn't all necessarily connect and oh and there's a portal to hell and we don't I don't feel totally satisfied by the end like I I, I'm okay with having some questions at the end of a movie and it being left up to the imagination to a degree but I feel like I didn't really get any answers except that Sarah was really dead and she was a ghost and that um, Paul killed himself and beyond that, I feel all of it is sort of open for conjecture. That's a little too open-ended for me. So for its disjointedness and open-endedness, I feel like that is enough to kind of knock it down to a 6.5 for me. Oh, nice. 6.5 haunts. 
nice. Yeah. So that's well, solid. I, th- I think generally we recommend this movie. Uh, yeah, you're going to find absolutely. problems with it. It's worth uh, seeing for sure. I would actually, I, I would actually recommend people watch this at night so you can get the pants scared off you. Seriously, I would too. Yeah. Like, watch I, it, I would say watch it alone. Hell I yes. I even recommend this as like one if if you have a couple movies you like to watch during this time of year, you could put this in your list, maybe at the bottom of it. You know what I mean? But if you have absolutely, other movies, it's it's not a bad movie to watch during this time of year. I agree. I agree. So overall, I recommend from from us. Yeah. Uh, would yeah. you guys like to hear some trivia? Uh, yes. There's not a ton, but I'll review some of the most interesting ones. Um, so, John, you were very astute in observing that one of the vehicles had a Pennsylvania license plate. I did not notice that, but the film was shot at a real haunted house attraction in, I don't know how to say this, Lehighton, Pennsylvania, called The Haunting at the Waldorf Hotel. The haunt did take over an abandoned hotel, just like in the movie. So yeah. that was a very good observation. Let's see. In the scenes involving the clown, lead actors Danny Bellini and Jared Hacker, I don't know which characters those were, they were the ones wearing the clown costume and the mask. The mannequin that the clown mask was normally on wouldn't stand well. So Alex person- was Bellini. Okay. So okay. When, when the mannequin was supposed to be standing, that was actually one of the actors. And Tony oh. was Jared Hacker. Mm-hmm. Or Jared Hacker's Tony. Okay. The eye trick that Joey does in the movie is his actual eye. Like, yeah. oh, like when he like, pops it out of his eye. Yeah. Was, oh, that grossed me out. That gross people me. can do that. It's so weird. Oh, yeah. my God. And he warns others not to try. That reminds me. I felt like the first time I watched through it, I felt like something was going to go on with him because they were like, where did you find this guy? And he's like, oh, I don't know, at a gas station? Was he working yeah. there or just loitering? He's like, I really don't know. I just grabbed yeah. And so it's like, I, is he one of these people like I, trying to lure people in? I, I thought there was going to be symbolism with that because basically he stuck his head through the window like he was going to get his head chopped off. I thought it was symbolism. And then all of a sudden he comes out with a fake eyeball and nothing else happened with that. So I was like, he was standing at the gas station telling him, don't go to the Abaddon. It's got a death <laughs> <Yeah>. curse. <laughs> I'll be your clown. <laughs> nice reference. Um, Okay, so at the beginning of the film, in the 911 call, you hear a woman frantically calling the police. And when they ask what's going on, the woman's voice is muffled, and the only clear part heard is they're into the wall. And supposedly, according to this piece of trivia, it says if you listen really closely, you can tell that she's saying they're pulling us into the wall, which hints that Andrew Tully's portal to hell actually came to fruition. So that's what's supposed to be, in the in the real version, that's what happens to Melissa. There's no portal to hell. They drag her off towards the end of the basement and you kind of pan away and you're supposed to believe that like they went through the wall. Like that's where they came from. They kind of just appeared out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And we're led yeah. to believe like the portal through hell is through the basement wall and not. Yeah. I, I, okay. I don't know how I feel about that. That, that would yeah. be fine if that's what they did, but they yeah. did not do that. You don't see the that. The camera's stuff. moving around so fast. No. Yeah. Okay. And I think okay. budget-wise. It was interesting, though. That's interesting to know. Yeah. Uh, here's I like this piece. I didn't I didn't pick up on this uh, on my first watch through, but it says when being interviewed by Diane at the beginning and being questioned about where she has disappeared to for 15 days, Sarah says that she is in a better place now. So it sounds like she's saying, "Oh, I'm emotionally better." Yeah. But like she's dead. Like I'm in a better place now. So it's kind oh. of a clue. It's, it's, well, it's supposed someone- to be a when they someone passes away, you're like, oh, they're in a better place. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so it was like a little hint. Interesting. 
uh, about when we see her staring at the wall in the middle of the night, muttering to herself. It seems like she's speaking in tongues, but the audio is actually a reversed clip of when she says yeah. earlier, when I got to the front door, the police were arriving. Hmm. It sounded in reverse. It did. Yeah, it was definitely it, it, not in reverse. Yeah, it, it sounded. John, I think we just summoned a demon. I think we did. Oh my god, what's behind oh. you? Oh god, why is it always behind me? <laughs> That's all the. Get trivia your finger out of my room. I have a quick trivia. Oh yeah. I I saw in the um in the extra scenes that the actors uh I think mostly all of them I none of them had seen the hotel until the until they actually drove there for that scene. Oh, that's good. Yeah, but the producers and the directors kept it a secret, the actual location. That's oh. cool. That's that's really good. Yeah. So they were they were having to actually react to it. Yeah. Um, did the special feature say anything about how much of the dialogue was written versus how much was improvised? I kind of felt like some of it might be improvised. No, I did, didn't. I didn't I, see any of that. I, but I. They did show the initial. They showed the walkthrough with the director and producers of the actual hotel, and like it's a fucking abandoned building. Like. Yeah. They go through it and it looks basically just like it does in the movie. Like, and they didn't do much set dressing. It's an no. abandoned building. Yeah, well, but they also showed really, the, like jackpot for them to find. They showed yeah. the they showed the audition tapes for all these actors. It was the exact yeah, same dialogue. Oh, of, okay. Mm -hmm. Well, that's sort of throughout the movie. So, gotcha. I don't. I didn't have time to watch the special features. <clears throat> well, that's Shame it on for. You, I'm sorry. I'm kidding. That's it for Hell House LLC. Um, whose pick is it next week? John, what will we be viewing for next week's spooky season? Speaking selection? of clowns, John. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, we're going to watch a movie from, I believe, 2017. It's called Terrifier. Mm. Excellent. I have not seen this yet. I'm very excited to watch it. Wait until you get introduced to Art the Clown. Mm. He I, uses, I, I love um, a scary clown. I love a scary clown. I'm into it. He's he's actually kind of funny, but he's uh, he, he's not scary. He's very um, violent. <laughs> yes, he is. Okay. This is going to be one of the most gory movies you see in a long time. Cool. Mm -hmm. I like some gore. I like just, some good gore. Just just, just a hint. He uses um, tools. Don't spoil it. No, I'm I'm saying he uses tools in an interesting way. There's some kills in this movie I've never seen before. Okay, okay, let's stop talking about it now and just. He uses tools you never see a slasher use, okay? No. <laughs> okay. I know what you're talking about. His okay. elbow. He uses his elbow for. Yeah, no, he I'm drops the kidding. elbow like. Yeah, he's a, like bam, right in, in the, right in the heart. Top rope. Oh my All God. All right. Well, I will look forward to seeing whatever the hell you guys are talking about. So It is, it is a Halloween-themed movie. So, uh, again, uh, wait for it is. Clown in Terrifier. So. I believe awesome. it happens on Halloween night, right? It does. All yes. right. Well, everybody, go watch Terrifier and tune in for next week's episode of A Cut Above Horror Review. In the meantime, if you'd like to reach out and email us, we're at acutabovehorrorreview at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at cutabovehorror. You can follow us at Instagram at a cut above dot horror underscore review. You can uh, actually follow us on Facebook, a cut above colon for review. But I also want to mention something that we have not mentioned for a long time is that if you listen to us on the iTunes, we would love oh. you if you give us a five star review on iTunes so people can find us because we want everybody to share the love of a cut above horror review. Share the love of a cut sure. above. 
That was very poetic. I would expect I nothing less of you guys. <laughs> that is true. All right. Well, we'll see you guys next week. And sleep sweet. <laughs>